When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. This is what I was born to do. I've given my body, my everything, every bit of energy. There's no shortcuts. I don't need exterior motivation. The ones that I have inside of me are enough. The clock's ticking on all of us. If you're going to compete against me, you better be willing to give up your life. I'm giving up mine. Well, he did for a long, long time. That's for sure. Oh, he gave up his life. And and Carlin, dare I say, you know, created friction within his marriage because of his passion for football. Remember the reports early offseason last year. You know, Giselle wanted Tom Brady to walk away from football so he could focus on family. And she had, you know, gone on the record and talked about the concerns that she had for his well-being, his health, because of the toll that football takes on you physically and mentally. And then to see what he had to go through this year while dealing with and processing a divorce, Carlin, this guy put his personal life on the back burner to go out there and compete at the highest level for as long as he did. Not many players are going to make that choice. We see some coaches every now and again do that. Like Bill Parcells is a lifer. You see that happen in that realm, but you really don't see it in the player realm that often because it takes so much support from your family and friends in order to go out there and do what you do. It does get to a point where you think, you know what, I've got to give the rest of my life for them because they've supported me in my dreams for so long. With Tom Brady, think about this. His family has been supporting him for 23 years. Think about his mom and dad that still go to games and travel to see him. They've been supporting him in the NFL for 23 years. This guy has known being an NFL quarterback longer than he's not known it. That, that Like, so, to try to wrap your mind around the price that he's paid in order to have this longevity and to achieve this degree of greatness, I don't think folks fully appreciate it. And that's why I say we'll never see another Tom Brady because I don't know that there's anybody else that's built like that mentally to be willing to sacrifice so much of their personal life in order to achieve this level of greatness and this level of accolades. It's, it is a testament to why we talk about him being the greatest of all time, of everything that he sacrificed, but everything that he earned along the yeah. way as a result of all that sacrifice and support. Now... I do wonder if he had it to do over again, if he would have come back this year. I doubt that he would have, but who knows? You don't know that, Carlin. Yeah. That's, a, that's a hypothetical that we'll never have the answer to. Uh, I, I mean, he made the decision with all the information at the time that he felt like was right for him. Yeah. And I will never second guess that. Hindsight is always going to be twenty twenty. But as a player, I can tell you, if you have the opportunity to continue to do what you love and to play this game, then you keep on doing it, Carlin. Because guess what? Ain't no pickup football games out there. You know, ain't no 11-on-11, let's put on some pads and meet in the park. You can play a pickup basketball game. You can play a, a pickup baseball. Ain't no pickup football games out there. 
It ain't happening, dog. You know what I mean? You might have a turkey ball every now and again, but there's going to be a lot of broken legs and broken arms. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, so when you walk away from playing in the National Football League, you are walking away from playing a game that you played since you were a little kid. And that's why it's hard for players to do that. Now, more often than not, the game does it for you. They tell you that they don't want you back and that you can't play anywhere else. But we know, based on reporting done by Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter, that that was not going to be the case for Tom Brady this offseason. He was going to have other opportunities, but he decided to walk away on his own terms. Carlin, that is extremely rare, but if any player has earned the right to be able to do that and to be able to announce their own retirement, is this dude. Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. This is Jeff Darlington earlier today on Tom's state of mind in going into uh, retirement for the second time. The way that I would kind of explain his current state is probably pretty simple, and that is exhausted. Uh, At 45 years old, he is exhausted by... um, a long and storied football career, but he is also exhausted by the last six months of his life. Um, He is still going through those motions. Let's not forget that it was during a football season, a time in which he is ultimately so focused on the game that he also endured the heartbreak of a divorce. So now he wants to recharge. He wants to rebuild and he wants to kind of move on with his life. Yeah, and and honestly, just watching the video this morning, you could just tell that this is somebody that has been, um, I don't want to say struggling with, because who knows, but wrapping his head around grasping this new part of life. You know, what is this going to be? Because he's only ever known it one way. And, you know, we were all joking around last year prior to everything that happened uh, with him as far as his personal life, that... You know, he retired, he went to six weeks of baseball games and, and you know, hanging out with the kids. He's yeah. like, eh, let's get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, it has to, I, I can't even imagine, and if you could just explain that state of mind, for an athlete that has never known anything else, and then all of a sudden, still at a very young age, you are faced with a massive transition in life. What is that like when you have only known one thing and here you are having to completely change everything about you and enter into a whole new realm that you haven't known? Carlin, you're in a state of mourning. And I know when I say that, it seems morbid. And how can you compare, you know, having to walk away from a game to losing a loved one? But you are losing a love in your life. You're losing football. You don't have the opportunity to go out there and play it. And make no mistake about it. The guys out there on Sunday is grown man business, but you play it with a childlike enthusiasm. And, I mean, if you're good at it, that's how you approach it. And so you're in a state of mourning. Uh, It it goes back to the saying about athletes, you die two deaths. Your natural death, which is on down the line, but, you know, you know, your, your death as a, an athlete, you know? And and so for Tom Brady, I'm sure he's going to have to be dealing with that. And, you know, I was on get up this morning and Dominique Foxworth made a great point. Like he he's been on a team and he's been able to overcome a lot of adversity with a team around him. He's not going to be able to overcome 
this situation with the help of a team. This right. is going to have to be something that he processes on his own. And so it's a unique position that Tom Brady is going to be in, um, but he does have that next challenge that's in front of him that he can look forward to because he's going to join another network as one of their uh, one of their faces and one of their lead broadcasters. So good on him for that. The biggest thing that saved me, Carlin, when I was transitioning away from playing professional football was being able to talk on the radio. Like having that opportunity to have another challenge, something else that I wanted to try to conquer, to be the best at, that's what allowed me to kind of get over the heartbreak of walking away or being forced to walk away from the game of football. So Tom Brady's going to have to deal with that. I mean, we talk about the heartbreak in his personal life with the failure of his marriage, but now the heartbreak of not being able to play football, that's going to take some time for him to get back to some sense of normalcy or find a new sense of normalcy. Um, But I do want to spend today celebrating his career and and championing his achievements because it really is special, Carlin, the longevity that he's had and the accolades that he's been able to accrue over 23 years in the National Football League. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your opportunity to do just that. The Tom Brady memories that you have, the Tom Brady... Uh, hurt that he has caused to you, whatever it is, please share it at 888-ESPN. One thing I was thinking about while we were in the break, Carlin, is how Tom Brady has shaped this era of football. Think about it. The tuck rule back in 2001 in the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. We had that. Think about the quarterback protections rule. That happened after Tom Brady got hit in the knee by Bernard Pollard. Yep. Next season, there was a quarterback strike zone. You know, I'm just sitting there thinking about – this era of football and how it's been shaped and defined by this offensive explosion and spreading the field and doing all of these different things. And really, it's spurred on by Tom Brady. Like, when he was hurt, the league said, that's bad for our business. This guy is the face of our league. Not just the New England Patriots. He's the face of our league. This is the marquee. This is what drives revenue. This is what drives interest. We have to do everything we can to protect these guys. All of a sudden, now all of these quarterback protections, and you see the passing game rules now and how they've changed in order to facilitate more offense. All of that was started by Tom Brady. Like, he was at the forefront of all of that. I mean, that's how he has shaped what we're watching now in the National Football League in terms of how the game is played. So I don't want to put too much on it, but I think the career speaks for itself. And and when you look back on it in history, this era will be defined – or in part, by what number 12 did on the field. Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Adam Schefter reporting that the Broncos and Saints have reached a deal on compensation for Sean Payton. After the firing of Nathaniel Hackett, he was my number one target for the Broncos. They understand this has to fix Russell Wilson. Is this the guy that can almost push a big reset button on a quarterback's career? And I think it's the guy. They hired Sean Payton because he's really freaking good. Who needs draft pick when you've got Sean Payton? I tell you, I'm fascinated by this in a couple of different ways. Kenty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Number one, they went and turned around and made this deal once D'Amico Ryans turned him down? Holy cow. D'Amico Ryans wanted no part of the Denver Broncos. What is that? Is that about Russell Wilson? What is that? Or may, Listen, maybe D'Amico Ryans wanted to go play for the Houston Texans, given his history there. 
But he made damn sure to get a six-year contract so that nobody's going to be screwing around with him for quite some time. Good on him for doing that. But I am fascinated that it took that for them to pivot towards Sean Payton, give up the first-round pick or whatever else they're giving up. Chris, this should have been done a while ago. If you're going to give him between, what did you say, 17 and 19 million? 17 and 20 million. That's what's being reported by Mike Kliss on the ground in Denver. Yeah. If you're going to give him that much, why wouldn't you just do it in the first place, honestly? You can't tell me. No offense to D'Amico Ryans. But when your most obvious problem is the quarterback and you have invested the amount of money that you have in him, why wouldn't this have been the immediate, immediate decision for the Denver Broncos? Yeah, I don't understand that, Carlin. Now, could it be that Sean Payton was waiting on some other opportunities that he thought could potentially open up? Maybe, but it didn't seem like that the last couple of days. Well, you had the report last week by Jeff Duncan from the New Orleans Times-Picune and Diana Rossini saying that there was a dark horse team that hadn't fired their coach that could potentially make a move, although that possibility was deemed remote. So there's that. We didn't know what the Chargers were going to do. We didn't know what the Dallas Cowboys were going to do with Mike McCarthy. Those two franchises had to take a step back after disappointing losses in the postseason. So, yeah, I think there was a possibility that Sean Payton entertained the idea of going somewhere else this offseason. He also entertained the idea of potentially sitting out another year and seeing what opens up. But I think the Broncos brass made him an offer he couldn't refuse after they got turned down by D'Amico Ryans and after they got turned down reportedly for a second time by Jim Harbaugh and Ann Arbor last week. This, again, both of them. I, I, I'm i sorry. I don't understand it. But for, for Peyton and the Broncos, I think it's exactly what they need. I think he'll do a great job there. And I really need to stop hearing this comparison with Sean Peyton. <laughs> Everybody on social media, we've had callers bring it up. I've had fans bring it up to me on Twitter. Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy are the same guy. They're not. No. They're not. No. No. Guys, you can look at the record all you want. You can And Sean Payton has a higher winning percentage than Mike McCarthy. So when you say look at the record, he's got a higher winning percentage than Mike McCarthy. But their point about McCarthy is he's over 60% for his career, it's basically the same thing. Okay, Andy Reid is, is over 60% in his career. Are we going to sit here and say that Mike McCarthy is as good a coach as Andy Reid? And they all have one Super Bowl. Exactly, it's stupid. Exactly, that's why it's stupid. And we go back to this. If you think for a second that the Broncos are overpaying Sean Payton and they've given away a first-round pick needlessly, why is it that Sean Payton in New Orleans was never once on the hot seat? Never once on the hot seat, walked away on his own, and the other guy got fired in Green Bay because his relationship with the quarterback went south, and then when the next hiring cycle came around, was on the market, and teams didn't want him. The New York Jets didn't want him. The New York they hired, Jets. They hired Adam Gase. <laughs> hired Adam Gase. Who was just fired by the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> like literally days earlier. Yes. They hired, hired Adam Gase. And, and you think that Mike McCarthy, who then went to Dallas because he could be under the thumb of Jerry Jones, that's what Jerry wanted? 
You think that Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton are the same coach? Get a clue. Carlin, this is simple. This is not even hard. Think about it. Mike McCarthy sat out a couple of years before he got a job. Didn't have to give any compensation to Green Bay because Green Bay fired him. Sean Payton sat out one season. One. The Denver Denver Broncos gave up a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and a third-round pick. And let's just assume a contract, paying them in the ballpark of $20 million a year for the next five seasons. They gave all of that up just to have the rights to have this guy wear the headset on the sidelines for them. When Mike McCarthy got fired, did any of us say, oh, he'll end up here, that's no problem? No. No. When Sean Payton walked away from the Saints, we all made the automatic assumption that he was going to be the head coach of the Cowboys. No, and here's the thing, Carla. And justifiably so. We talked about it when he stepped away last offseason. Coaches going into 2022 on the hot seat, this is going to be looming over them because people are going to compare the job that they do this past season to what Sean Payton could potentially do for that franchise in 2023. So coaches that were on the hot seat, it was just a little bit hotter. They had a little more angst just because of Sean Payton. But, Carlin, when you think about what the Denver Broncos invested in this head coach-quarterback tandem. Oh, my God. Carlin, Carlin, I'm sitting here looking at it. Think about it. Listen to this. Three total first-round picks, three total second-round picks, a third-rounder, a fifth-rounder, to go along with Noah Fant, who was a first-round pick for the Broncos, Drew Locke and Shelby Harris, the defensive end. Eight total picks over three drafts and three players. <laughs> and that's not even counting the money. That's not even counting the money. Which a is quarter, probably... A quarter of a billion dollars for Russ, and then you're probably talking about another hundred for Sean? Oh, easy. Yeah. Another hundred for... You got... <laughs> call it 350 million. You can buy an NBA team for that kind of money. <laughs> Well, a down payment at least. Yeah, at least. Something like that. Kathy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. I do want you to hear this real quick. It's Mark Schlereth from 104.3 The Fan in Denver, and of course Fox. He was on Joe and Amber last night on how Peyton can fix Russell Wilson. So he's got a proven track record. You know, we all like to think Drew Brees, and we think about Drew Brees as being that final product. But remember, he was leaving the San Diego Chargers at the time with a shoulder injury where he didn't pass a physical with the Miami Dolphins. So, you know, I think there's two things you have to have as a head coach. It's one thing, but there's two different variations of it. And I think you have to be able to instill fear into your organization. Those things have to permeate an organization. And that's what Sean Payton brings to this organization that, frankly, they haven't had in several years here. There hasn't been enough fear within this organization, and uh, Sean Payton certainly brings that part to the Denver Broncos. What do you think? Yeah, ain't no more corner office for us. That's gone. I can promise you that. (laughs) That ain't happening. (laughs) Bill Parcells despised the celebrity quarterback. Do you know who Bill Parcells' mentee is? Sean Payton. Mm Mm-hmm. So I can guarantee you that all of the stuff that's been going on in Denver the past calendar year, all of the leeway that they've been giving Russell Wilson, all of the sway, that's all going to go away. It's going to be Sean Payton's way or the highway. Now, Carlin, Russ got two years to cook before the Denver Broncos can do anything based on how the contract is structured. But I can't remember too many scenarios where the quarterback had a nine-figure deal and the head coach had more job security than he did. It is amazing, but he does. He does. And frankly, he has to because the other way has not worked for us. And Carlin, quite frankly, he should. 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, about 40 minutes from now, a guy who has a very, very special memory of Tom Brady, and that's Brandon Some might Graham. call it super. Yeah, it was. That's Brandon Graham of the Eagles. He's going to join us uh, at 5 o'clock Eastern time. In the meantime, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. How has the balance of power shifted now in the AFC West? And we will hear from you in just moments. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. That means he's a hell of a businessman, right? That he's never gotten to the end of his contract? Yeah, I guess. I guess. Among other things. Always finding a way to get paid. (laughs) Despite only being at one Super Bowl. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, let's get to some calls first. We're presented by Progressive Insurance at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Brian in North Carolina is up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian. Hey, guys. First and foremost, I owe you an apology. A couple weeks ago I was on. I was dead wrong about my Giants. That was you don't brutal. know it's an apology for that. I mean, you paid your dues <laughs> well, and you they got their tails right. kicked. <laughs> you guys were 100% right, so mark that. And then, listen, man, I'll never forget Plaxico Burris having a dream that they were the Patriots only going to score 17 points and Brady jokingly, oh, Plax only thinks we're going to score 17 and they only scored 14. So that was a great Tom Brady memory for my for me, but still the GOAT, right? Hard to argue against it. But you know, that was it's funny. Um, that particular team, the 2007 team, I covered. I did the pre- and post-game for them. Mm-hmm. And I actually traveled to and from Arizona with them. Yeah. And Plexico said that, if memory serves, to a Post reporter, a New York Post reporter who was just hanging out uh, outside the buses when the team was about to leave for the airport. And Plex just said, yeah, I had a dream. They're only going to score 17. I guarantee we're going to win. It wasn't in any formal setting. It was like in the underneath of Giant Stadium, the old yeah. Giant Stadium. Yeah. And, you know, 
it became, of course, the back page of everything for oh, a few no days. Doubt. But think about that for a second. Making that proclamation against Tom Brady, but Tom Brady could say whatever he wanted to say. Yeah, and that reminds me of a story that I had in 2011 when we were getting ready to take off and go to the Super Bowl site, and and that was Indianapolis in that year, and the Patriots had a pep rally before they go because they're accustomed to doing these things. They're always in the conference championship. They're always going to Super Bowls. And so at the pet rally, Tom Brady says, hey, Patriots fans, get ready for a parade back here on Tuesday. And so all of us got wind of it before we went to Indy, and we felt some kind of way about it. So when we had a chance to address the media, I want to say it was Tuesday or Wednesday of that week, Super Bowl week. Um, one of the local reporters here asked me, what can we expect in the big game? And I said, you know, it's going to be a good game, hard fought between two really well-coached teams, and – New York fans, get ready for a parade in the big city on Tuesday. Of course, that got all of the headlines, big fella. Chris Canty guarantees Super Bowl win for the Giants. And I got fans on social media hounding me saying, what the hell are you doing? And why are you going to touch the money and all of this other stuff? And I'm like, the damn quarterback for the Patriots said it three, four days ago. And it barely was a blip on the radar. <laughs> Nobody else cared. But it's Tom freaking Brady, right? Yeah. It's the guy that had quarterbacked an undefeated regular season, a guy that already had, you know, what, three championships in in, in, in the uh in the coffers. So I mean it's just it was one of those things where I said it, it's just like, ah, I realize I can't say everything that Tom Brady says. But my teammates had my back, the coaches had my back. We went out there and we kicked their ass, and that was that. But I will say this. Today, my Super Bowl ring shines a little bit brighter, Carlin, because I got it against the greatest quarterback, the greatest football player of all time. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Michael in Ohio next on ESPN Radio. Michael, what do you got? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Doing good. Uh, no, I was just calling in. I've been an Eagles fan my whole life, and uh, I was a kid watching Brady go against McNabb, and then, you know, like 10 years later or more, I'm watching him go against Foles, and he's still putting up 500 yards in a game. Um, and it's just going to be, you know, a lot different without having him around as a threat. Um, and then one other thing I wanted to say to you guys is you guys' show has fast become my favorite show on ESPN. You guys are awesome. I'm always a little bummed out when you guys got fill-ins on. So <laughs> try to be on a little bit more. And then last thing I'll say is uh, having Brandon Graham on, that's awesome. He's probably one of my favorite Eagles players of all time with the strip sack on Brady. So, Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, just want to call in. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Thanks for checking in. Thanks for the kind words. Um, look, I, I just think that when I think of him, the first thing I'm always going to think of is the tuck rule. And then yeah. the second thing I'm always going to think of uh, is just the first Super Bowl. And – the drive down the field uh, at the Superdome in New Orleans where Drew Bledsoe just, you know, kind of yelled to him, hey, go out there and chuck it yeah, make it happen. And, they, you know, and Madden was doing that game, if you remember. And at first he's talking about, you know, they need to play it safe here and play for overtime. And Brady makes a couple of throws and he's like, oh, now you line up for the <laughs> He couldn't believe that they had done it. I mean, think about that. Just how absurd that was to cap off that season. That was crazy, man. It was really unbelievable, man. But Tom Brady has had one of those storybook careers, Carlin. We were talk- joking about it during the break. If this was going to be a Hollywood pilot, I don't know that this show would get green lit or this movie would get green lit just because it seems like it's so far fetched. 
a guy that was the 199th pick. I think he was six-rounder. Now, admittedly, I have not watched all of it yet. I've seen bits and pieces. And I need to sit down and watch it. But you were telling me during the break about Man in the Arena and how good it is. Oh, so well done. It's so well done. And it's Tom Brady documenting a lot of his career and telling the story in his own words. And it's just compelling, Carlin. But again, it's one of those situations where you think about how far this unheralded draft pick from Michigan. And keep in mind, this guy at times was the backup quarterback at Michigan. Remember Drew Henson? There was a quarterback battle and – he was on the wrong end of it. To come from that to being what he is now, I mean, it, it really it really is unbelievable. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, up next, the Broncos, not the only team making a head coaching decision. This one was very interesting for a couple of reasons. We'll explain in moments. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app, the Texans hired D'Amico Ryans yesterday. As their new head coach, of course, he played there and, you know, popular Hell of hire. a football player, by the really way. Really good linebacker. Hell of a player, man. Really good linebacker. Yeah. Um, got a six-year deal, which, you know what, good for him, considering how things have gone for coaches down here the last couple of years in, in Houston. Yep. Canty, you know, this is such a <laughs> – when I hear David Tepper yesterday – Talk about trying to end the old boys network right after hiring Frank Reich. <laughs> it's a little tough to take. At, and I'm glad that the Texans hired D'Amico Ryans. I just, I don't like the way that this is how unfolded in the last few years down there. Because the last two coaches, who were black, by the way, mm-hmm. felt like placeholders. Yes. And I, I think with D'Amico Ryans, that's not the case. But at the same time, like, these guys are going to hire whoever they – I'm not knocking the Texans for hiring him at no. all. I just want to make sure he gets the same uh, opportunity uh, as other coaches will. And I think he will when you get that kind of a contract. No, you definitely will. But you can't ignore how everything went down with David Cully a couple of years ago with the Deshaun Watson distraction. And then with Lovey Smith this year, Carlin, we knew – that the Texans were a reclamation project a couple of years ago once their franchise quarterback decided that he wanted out. 
And so it was going to be a while before this team was going to be competitive in the fact that you had two black coaches as one and dones, and then you go down the route of you know, hiring another black coach. You hope that it's an equitable opportunity in comparison to some of his white counterparts in the runway that they're going to get to turn around the respective programs that they just become in charge of. So that's the one concern I have with him. Good on his agent for demanding a six-year deal. He's got a lot of draft capital, including the second overall pick. They're going to get a quarterback this year. So we know it's a quarterback-driven league. He's had one of the best defense. As a matter of fact, Carl, let me go out there and say this. Over the last two years, D'Amico Ryans has had the best defense in the National Football League. So the guy knows what the hell he's doing. He's a young coach. He's 38 years old. So I'm, I'm, I think that he's going to have success down there. It's a hell of a job that's in front of him because it's not an organization that's been well run. But if anybody can get it turned around, I think his enthusiasm and his football acumen and the credibility that he has as a Pro Bowl player and once upon a time defensive rookie of the year is going to be something that plays well in that locker room. Here's Herm Edwards, who was with us yesterday, uh, describing the Texans' commitment here to D'Amico Ryans. A six-year deal is nice to have, um, but here again, like I say, owners have money. And that owner down there has no problem with giving coaches contracts and, and firing them. And um, the shame of it all, it's all been a men of color. And this is the third one he's hired, which is a great, great, you know, great situation. But the problem is, you know, one and done is, is, is not how you go about doing things. And, and I don't know if this owner is just, he's delusional, thinking a coach can come in there and just turn this program around. It's going to take two or three years yeah. for this thing to get going. I'll give this to him. I didn't hear the name Josh McCown in this at all. No. Not over the last few weeks. No. And I was afraid that's exactly where we were headed, especially after the Colts hired Jeff Saturday midseason. Why? Well, hiring Jeff Saturday midseason with no coaching experience would have kind of laid the groundwork for the Texans to go ahead and bring in a guy like Josh McCown. No, it would have, but I'm glad that they went the direction of giving a former player of theirs an opportunity to shepherd the franchise and get it turned around. And again, Carlin, we're seeing this trend now with young head coaches, right? Guys in their mid to late 30s getting the job and in you know two or three seasons having them teams win division titles and some of them compete in Super Bowls. Look at Nick Sirianni. This is his second season as the head guy with the Philadelphia Eagles, and his team is in the Super Bowl. I mean, that, that's what you're hoping, Nick Sirianni, that's what you're hoping that D'Amico Ryans can recreate. Now, I think the one thing that, that's in his way is the Houston Texans haven't been the model of a functional franchise, and so you'd hope that he'll be able to establish that culture that would permeate throughout the organization. That's going to be an uphill climb, Carlin. More so than the talent acquisition piece with the Texans, it's going to be about changing the culture down there within the organization. Not just what the guys are doing on the field, but just establishing a championship-caliber organization. That is hard to do. The best coaches can get it done. We'll see what happens with D'Amico Ryans down there in Houston. But that's that's going to be the biggest issue down there for him as he tries to get it turned in the right direction. Canty Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. You know, when last year when they started talking about it, maybe it was a year and a half, two years ago, They started talking about the incentive for making black coaches coordinators and offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. And when they go and get hired, uh, the idea of giving the draft picks uh, as compensation for that, Mm -hmm. for that process. Yeah. 
You think this is working? Because I, at the time I had Herm Edwards on, and he was kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, this this is what we have to do for it. And ultimately... Well, apparently it is it what is. We, have to, we, yeah. we have to do. And, and Just that's look a, at the landscape. How many black head coaches do we have, Carlin? Yeah. That's a problem. It's a problem. But does it feel like maybe it's... I, I'm putting the cart before the horse, maybe. Is it starting to work? Is that part of the I, equation? I, I will say this. I think a big part of it is people in decision-making power being in the room when you're having these interviews with the various coaching candidates. Before it was just the owners. Now you have owners and general managers. And credit to the NFL, we're starting to see a lot more black general managers. So as the tide continues to turn, as we start to see a shift in terms of people in personnel departments, maybe we'll see black head coaches have more opportunities at good jobs in the National Football League. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. But I do think we're starting to see a subtle shift. And as you continue to see more with the coaching pipeline and the NFL trying to you know, create opportunities for minority candidates in training camps so they can get exposed to coaching at this level, I think we'll continue to see more, more coaches of color have opportunities once hiring cycles come up. I, I'm just aggravated when I hear David Tepper Say you know we have to do something. To well, he can't, say that. Network. He, he can't say like, that. He can't say that because you had an opportunity you, to hire Steve Wilkes, a coach that didn't get a fair shake in Arizona. Remember how that all went down too? Horrible. Think about that. He had one year with Josh Rosen as a rookie, and they fired him and hired Cliff Kingsbury. How'd that work out for Arizona? For a guy and Josh Rosen who's out of football. Exactly. 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 How'd that work out for Arizona? Not good on any front. No. Nope. But Steve Wilkes, after Matt Rule got fired, being one and four. Took that team six and six, and they came, Carlin, a fourth quarter down in Tampa from winning the NFC South and being in the playoffs as an interim coach. And it wasn't the defense that underachieved, which is Steve Wilkes' specialty, because that was a top ten defense. It was the offense and a guy that was incredibly popular in the market. Yeah, it's just it's a shame how that all went down. But David Tepper, we don't want to hear that from you. We recognize it's a problem, but you are not the one that's going to be championing this cause. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.